Before we begin today's lesson, I do want to mention a podcast done that I enjoy by my brother in Christ, Drew Kaiser. His podcast is called Wide Margins. Wide Margins is a Bible study podcast that looks at various topics that Drew is studying, that Drew presents to us, and God's Word, as well as some historical things. He has lessons on the Dark Ages, lessons on the death of Jacob, lessons on wrestling with God and other topics. And Drew takes his time to explain these things to us in reference to God, God's Word, and how God's Word can apply to us in our Christian walk. Wide Margins can be found on all your podcast platforms, and we're thankful for Drew and the work he does. We'll begin our episode of By Every Word now. Welcome to the By Every Word Bible Study Podcast, where once a week we take some time to look at God's Word, examine it, and apply it to our daily walk with Him. May you please have your Bibles ready as we begin our study now. Welcome back to the By Every Word Bible Study Podcast. We apologize for the delay in a new episode. We've been sort of getting some things arranged and having some guests lined up and some more things coming down the pike in the future that I think that you'll enjoy and I know I'll enjoy them as well. But as always with this week in a new episode, it is our goal to look at the Word of God, to view the Word of God and see how we can apply it to our lives today as people who want to follow and love God through all we do, through all we say, and how we treat others. This week we'll begin a new study on the book of Ephesians. And throughout the book of Ephesians, we are constantly reminded how to live a proper, fruitful Christian life. And Christian life requires sacrifices of self-desires. It requires working towards the spreading of the gospel. And it requires love. Both the guaranteed love from God in heaven and the love we reciprocate to others. And this is all done through our own individual love for God. So in our upcoming study over the next few weeks, we will see how we should live as Christians and how our lives should be examples of God's love. And as always, I will be using the New American Standard Translation from 1995 in our study. But feel free to turn along with me today as we read our Bibles together and study God's Word together. So we're in the book of Ephesians chapter 1, and as the book of Ephesians begins, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, is extending his greetings in the first two verses. This is followed by a reminder of where spiritual blessings come from, the heavenly places in Christ. Moving down the first four, he then tells us that he, meaning God there, that God chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we will be holy and blameless before him in love. And this verse shows us that Christ Jesus, Him coming, that salvation that we get through Him and the eternal unity of the body of Christ was always destined to be. Even before creation, when there was God and the Word and the Word was God, as we see in John chapter 1, God had His perfect plan prepared. A plan that was fulfilled by the lifeblood of His only Son, Jesus. And because of Jesus, we have the opportunity to be blameless before God in love. This love, of course, is personified through the entire existence of Jesus being God, but forfeiting that power to be man, to live his life as a man, to die as a man, but to be resurrected in victory over death, and that same victory that is extended to us today through baptism. So, what does it mean that we can be holy and blameless before him in love? 
As we begin to examine just how we should live as Christians, we come to the immediate understanding that we are made blameless, not based on anything we can ever do, but based solely on what God is able to do for us through Jesus. Matthew chapter 5, verse 48 tells us, Therefore you are to be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. Well, there it is. We can be perfect, right? Well, it's not that simple. First off, God does not change the requirements for perfection. We must truly be perfect. Second, we cannot obtain or even shadow perfection in our own lives, though. We cannot even be an echo of perfection on our own accord. So how can we ever expect that we ourselves can be, as the Bible says, perfect? Blessed be the lifeblood of Jesus. For through its washing of our sins and baptism, we can be made perfect. Three times in the Gospels, we see this idea of denying ourselves and then picking up our cross. And let us read one of those examples together. In Matthew chapter 16, verses 24 through 25, the Bible tells us, Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. We deny ourselves, meaning we deny our earthly desires. We then pick up our cross, and this is not a symbol of pride, mind you. The cross today and the cross in biblical times is so different. The cross then was a symbol of crucifixion. It was a symbol that you were not proud of, per se, because it was associated with criminals and only the worst of the worst criminals. But today we know about the victory in the cross, don't we? And we're proud of the cross and what God has done for us through the cross. But put yourself back in these biblical times. Jesus asked his disciples before his crucifixion, before that victory over death had taken place, to pick up their cross, to be crucified with Jesus and to follow him. This is not a symbol of pride, but it's a symbol of sacrifice. Then we lose our life for the sake of Christ, but through this loss for the sake of Christ, our lives will be found. We are made perfect, sinless, and blameless, not because we earned it, not even because we deserve it, but because Christ Jesus' sacrifice made it possible for us to be perfect. And Colossians chapter 1, verse 28 shows us that we present every man perfect in Christ. And if we do this, then it is no longer we who live, but Christ and His perfection who lives in us, as we see in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. As we look at our Christian life, we realize, firstly, we are able to have this because of God, not because of man. Verse 5 of Ephesians chapter 1 says, We are predestined to the adoption through Jesus according to God's will. And at times, some religious minds argued through this verse in support of the idea of predestination. Predestination meaning that our eternal livelihood is predetermined for our souls and there is nothing we can really do to alter where we end up in eternity. Of course, that is not the case and that is not what Paul is wanting us to read here. We are predestined to the adoption of Jesus Christ for the lifeblood of Jesus Christ because it was spilled for all mankind. And the invitation of salvation is open for all, thanks be to Jesus. And this was the intent, as we read, of God prior to His creation. We are blessed here, for we know that God did not leave us in the storm of sin without a lifeline. 
The ship of our iniquities may be sinking, but the lifeblood given by God through His Son is ready for all of us. Now at this time we will view verses 6-10 through 10 together. And we'll read those verses together. In Ephesians chapter 1, verses 6-10, through 10, the Bible tells us, To the praise of the glory of His grace which He freely bestowed on us in the Beloved. In Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of His grace which He lavished on us in all wisdom and insight. He made known to us the mystery of His will, according to His kind intention, which He purposed in Him, with a view to an administration suitable to the fullness of the times that is, the summing up of all things in Christ, things in the heavens and things on the earth in Him. We praise God, for it is because of God that we are given this blessed gift. It's because of Him that we are allowed to know about His will for us. And we understand the intentions that He has for us as Christians. All that we have, the joy that we know, and the reason for our salvation all rest in that fact. It is so important for the readers, both those in Ephesus at the time, as well as the readers throughout the ages, and even us today. That they are reminded at the beginning just how important it is to view all the gospel with this idea at the forefront of our hearts and minds. For this book starts off with something that Christians know so well. These Christians at Ephesus, us reading these words today, we know this. But what a blessing it is to be reminded of it. What a blessing it is to have that reassurance as we begin and we read Ephesians together of the greatness of God, suitable to the fullness of the times. Everything that is in heaven and on earth is all through Christ Jesus, through the creation of God and the will of God, giving us His Son, Jesus, from the cross. Now let us read verses 11-14 through 14 of Ephesians chapter 1. There the Bible tells us, Also we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to His purpose, who works all things after the counsel of His will to the end that we who were the first to hope in Christ would be to the praise of His glory. In Him you also, after listening to the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, having also believed you were sealed in Him with the Holy Spirit of promise, who has given us a pledge of our inheritance and to view the redemption of God's own possession to the praise of His glory. Going back to our discussion on the use of the word predestination earlier, we understand that all things are predestined according to His will. And we must strive in our Christian life to work and to be devoted completely and fully doing the will and the work of God in heaven. And we see this outlined to us countless times in the Gospel of Christ and throughout the letters we get to read in the rest of the New Testament. Instead of the word predestination that we see in verse 5 and verse 11, some translations will choose to use the word foreordained. And foreordained means to be appointed. And this typically refers to appointment by God. We are foreordained by God, thanks to God. And given the blessing of this knowledge and the gift that this knowledge entails. And verse 12 reminds us that all of existence should be focused on the Messiah, Jesus Christ. Both the anticipation for the blessed arrival we read about in the Old Testament before the coming of Jesus. And now as we reflect on Jesus through the gift of the word of God. In salvation, we are shown that the Holy Spirit seals us. We hear the Word of God. We believe the Word of God. We repent. We confess. We are baptized. And we receive that blessed gift of salvation. 
And upon baptism, we are also sealed by the Holy Spirit, and we now have a new relationship, a new life with all of the Godhead, for our sins have been washed clean in the saving blood of Jesus through our immersion underwater, as we see in Acts chapter 2, verse 38. After all of this, as we continue on throughout the first chapter of Ephesians, we see again and again just how special this gift of salvation is. And it's not just for us, but it's for all. And just like the church in Ephesus, we are joyous, aren't we? Not joyous in ourselves, not joyous because we are able to work our own accord and, and earn our salvation. We are joyous to the sacrifice of Christ because now we have the gift of salvation because Jesus lived the life the way he did. Lived his life the way a life should be lived. Holy, devoted to God in heaven. And verse 20 tells us that we are brought about by Christ. We are here today able to read about the gospel of Christ and how it came from the teaching of Christ. It was given to us as a gift through the sacrifice of Jesus. How it is sealed by the Holy Spirit, orchestrated in the divine wisdom of our Father in heaven. We are joyous for we know that our sin had a price. It had a fee that had to be paid and blessed be our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for paying that fee for us. For taking the toll of our sins and making us clean and making us debt free. Then we are given another statement about the divinity of God in the closing verses of chapter 1. The Bible tells us, beginning in verse 21, Far above our rule and authority and power and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things in subjection under his feet and gave him his head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. We are able to live our life in this joyous way, in this hopeful way, because of the grace of God and the authority, power, and dominion of our King, the King of Heaven, the Head of the Body, the Head of the Church, Jesus Christ. This authority that we see testified by the Lord while given the Great Commission, we live in the love of God and we live in subjection to Jesus as well. All things are under his subjection, yet he still forfeited his own life for the will of the Father. He gave up his place in heaven with God there before creation to become a servant, to do the will of God, all for the benefit of mankind. So as we begin this study with our look at Ephesians chapter 1 tonight, we see how the book of Ephesians will tell us how we should live, how the book of Ephesians shows us how a Christian should be, the fact that we are reminded about the greatness of God and the power of God, and we will evaluate the fact that there is just one body, there is just one Christ Jesus, and there is just one salvation in the will and the wisdom of God. We will also see how we are to treat others in the church, how we should love others, both in the church and outside of it, and we will constantly be reminded of the mercy and the perfect nature of the Godhead. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Hope you'll return to our lessons in the future. As always, if you have anything we need to pray about, anything you want to ask us, anything you want us to do for the show, please feel free to email us at beachhilyouth at gmail.com, B-E-E-C-H, hillyouth at gmail.com. We would be so glad to help you out however we can. As always, may God bless you, may God bless your families, and may we strive to live by every word.